This is Five and Nine, a podcast at the crossroads of magic, work, and economic justice. Welcome to season four from Wadiram. Welcome to the final interview of season four. The audio you're hearing is from Petra, the famous city of stone settled by the Nabataeans around the fourth century BC. While often depicted in films as remote and forgotten, Petra hosted nearly one million tourists in 2023, making it one busy, noisy, hectic place. In this episode, we'll travel briefly to Petra through the lens of Hannah, an event producer in Jordan and one of the hosts of the One of Many studio residency. We'll talk about the value of silence, of listening to the gut, and we'll close with a tarot reading that takes us to the stars. If you've enjoyed this tarot-filled journey into one of the most beautiful deserts of the Great Rift Valley, I hope you'll consider leaving us a review on Apple or Spotify. This podcast is a labor of love and an experiment in independent media. We'll always be free, and we're sustained by our members at thisis5and9.com. Thanks so much for tuning in this season. We'll see you in the desert. Happy to be recording this from uh, Wadi Rom. I'm an event producer, artist facilitator, and I enjoy seeing artists make magic. Maybe we can start with what you see or what you've been seeing. I mean, this is not the first time I come to Wadi Rom, but every time I do, it's a different feeling. It's a different experience. It's not just a desert. It's the perfect place for you to sit and think, create, rest. <laughs> digest yeah the mountains the pink sand I don't know if it's pink actually it's pinkish pinkish pinkish, pinkish sand <laughs> so much greenery this year thanks to the rain and so many animals herding around the camp around Wadi Ram. the heat is bearable this year <laughs> last year it was intense the downtime this year has been magical because Downtime wasn't really downtime. Hmm. It was time for artists to sit and create together. So it's been it's been great. Can you talk a little bit about your experience last year? That was your actually your first time yes. with the residency as a participant. Yeah. I came in not knowing what the residency was about. I've never done a residency before. I'm, hmm. I don't consider myself an artist, so I wasn't sure what I was going to give back. And I came in with people I knew, so I had friends around me. I didn't think it was going to be a typical Wadi Ram trip where you go and you relax, chill, listen to music, and just <laughs> have fun. It was a different kind of fun. Before coming to the residency, I was working with my family at our insurance company. Hmm. So a corporate job, helping my brother. Oh, really? Post the residency, I went back, Okay. and I quit my job. Wow. Yeah, I ended up leaving the job not having anything to do for around six months and then going back into event production which is my background anyway and so i went back to music events and i've been doing that ever since wow that's amazing what has it been like for you since then when you so you you left you left your job in insurance moved into event production you make it sound like you just made the leap actually it was very very difficult Hmm. it wasn't an easy leap 
I took my time. And when I made that leap, of course, there was so much fear. I had no idea who I would be working with. We don't have a lot of event production companies in Jordan. Hmm. I didn't want to do any any events I have no interest in, in, in terms of like the music, the people we were dealing with. So it wasn't easy. Obviously, it's so many doubts. And then I got contacted my, by my ex-boss that I worked with years ago. And she informed me they were working on a new festival. And that's how I just jumped back in. Oh. I was like, yes, of course, because the festival is taking place in Petra. Wow, so okay. that is a point of interest for me. Right. So far, it's been hectic, tiring, <laughs> but interesting because I'm working with the local community in Petra. Right. And I'm learning more about the land I'm from hmm. and the people that live in these parts. Hmm. So it's been it's been a very nice experience so far. Yeah. <laughs> Event production, not so much. <laughs> it's very tiring. Right. It's a lot of work. Yeah. 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 What are some things you've learned about Petra? I think I think for people who've never visited, mm. the immediate image is the treasury. Mm. Kind of made famous by Indiana Jones. Yeah. But it's so much more than that, I think. And it's incredible history. Yeah. Incredible culture. So what has that been like for you working in Petra? What does Petra mean for you as, as someone who's been working in that space? See, that's the thing. To me, it's not about the heritage site. Mm. It's, it's, not about, it's not just about the history right. in Petra. It's about the people that actually live there now. Right. That's wow. where, who I'm interested in. Mm. Learning about the tribes that are there. Living there. Yeah, yes. that are being marginalized. Because of tourism. Mm. So, uh, of course, the treasury is majestic. And Petra is a beautiful site that I think everyone should visit once in their life. But it's not about that. It's about the people there. It's, they're different. I mean, I'm, I've been living in Amman all my life. Mm. Other than like studying abroad and dealing with those people who I don't really know. I just come across that's the special part and the, the way they're so giving and respectful and helpful. And that's the Jordanian hospitality people talk about. Yes. yeah. So that's a special part about Petra. Yeah. And Wadi Ram, I mean, I can only ask you what you think about Ali and his family, yeah, Ali and yeah. Walid. And they're, they're just so giving and they're so proud they are. of where we are. They are, yeah. And they're actually keeping it safe. Yes. Unlike what we're doing in urban cities. I think for me, one thing that I appreciated both about Petra and Wadi Rum is how alive they are. Because mm. you're yep. exactly right. Yep. Petra is often, the story of Petra is history. Yeah. The story of Wadi Rum is desert yep. landscape. But arriving here, I see life. Mm. Both people mm -hmm. living here, living their lives, knowing these deserts, these lands, these... Um, you know, all the ins and outs of Petra mm -hmm. in a way that I can only begin to understand. Yeah. And I think that's something that I wish was more a part of the narrative of both of these places mm. is that these are places that are filled with, you know, living, living tradition. So much life. So much life. Yeah. yeah. And that's something for me as a visitor that I've appreciated. Yeah. Deeply. Yeah. And I'm so yeah. grateful to be here for. And so... Moving into kind of the theme of this episode, of the season, is crisis. 
the official end of the COVID public health emergency, even though COVID continues. Here we're talking about the water crisis um, as part of this residency. There are all kinds of crises happening in the world right now. And I'm wondering what that word crisis means for you. I think it's a bit too dramatic of a word. Mm -hmm. I don't really like the word. Yeah. I think humans dramatize everything. We do. And I mean, when, it, when I think of the word crisis, I just think struggle. It's a struggle with no, no end in sight. Right. And not because there aren't solutions, just because we're not doing the right thing. Yeah. COVID was interesting. <laughs> it was interesting. It was heartbreaking. It was eye-opening. It was a slap on the face. It really was. But it gave me time to think. It gave me time to, yeah, just zone out and look in. I actually enjoyed the time alone. Mm. Mm, I spent time with the family, but also there was a lot of pain because I saw people lose family members. And yes. So, but then it brought me back to um, what humans are doing to this planet. Right. And I remember I used to go for walks and I used to meet friends. Obviously, we couldn't use our cars, so we had time to go walking during the day. And I would see how many animals are in the streets of Amman just like living really yeah wow. <laughs> happily and like greenery everywhere it's as if like it was time for mother earth to take a break from everyone <laughs> yes so i feel like it was a blessing in disguise but like things got worse right after right. people took it for granted if that makes sense or they just came back even stronger hmm. humans yeah, yeah. humans are interesting creatures <laughs> we really are <laughs> very interesting creatures yeah and so many of us changed um, yeah and i'm wondering if what have you learned over the past three years that in addition to the residency it's almost like the residency was timed right after yeah things started was. reopening right it was and so if you can reflect on the hana you were three years ago and the hana now what, what do you think is like some of the big changes are oh things my that goodness you've oh wow <laughs> I was someone who definitely ran away from being alone, ran away from silence. Mm. So I was always the busy person. Right. Even if it's some trivial thing, I always kept myself busy. Post-COVID, I started appreciating alone time, silence, and just calming down, slowing down. The residency just made that 10 times better. I love alone time. I love downtime. And I, I remember I remember the first time Noor told me about the residency last year. I freaked out because I was thinking, three days, three nights in mm. Wadi Ram? <laughs> no network? What do you mean? Right, right. Without without like us having fun? What do you mean? What are we going to do? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of scary. This year, when they told me, actually they contacted me end of last year to um, be their local producer. And the minute she said so, I was like, yes, mm. stop talking. Yes, I'm in. Uh, so I do appreciate downtime now. I think I, I think way more clearly now. I'm more comfortable with who I am as a person today. I'm no longer the pleaser. Mm. Uh, I respect my needs and my wants to be able to give back to the people I love. So, yeah, that's mainly, that's the main change. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah. It's, like, it's yeah, it's, it's major, and it's still happening. I mean, I don't think I'm where I want to be, but it's still happening, and I think I keep going through like trial and errors. 
Right. Even with this uh, festival I'm working on, I'm like, ah, oh, maybe I rushed into it way too quickly. Mm. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe there's something I need to learn. Mm. The Wheel of Fortune is one of the most enigmatic cards in the tarot. It's the 10th card of the major arcanides, and it's based on the Rota Fortunae, a medieval image of a wheel. Kings and rulers are attached to the wheel, sometimes up, and when the goddess Fortuna turns it, sometimes crushed at the bottom. The Wheel of Fortune stands in for acceptance, for the fates, for not knowing the many ways that life will take us. When I see this image, I'm reminded of the words of Pema Trojan in her beautiful book, When Things Fall Apart. Things falling apart is a kind of testing and also a kind of healing. We think that the point is to pass the test or to overcome the problem, but the truth is that things don't really get solved. They come together and they fall apart. Then they come together again and fall apart again. The healing comes from letting there be room for all of this to happen. Room for grief, for relief, for misery, for joy. And so it goes. In our lives and in the world at large, the wheel of fortune turns and turns, sometimes up, sometimes down. And what I say when anyone draws this card, that the point here is the lesson, the journey, the wisdom we gain in knowing that the world is far larger than any of us can possibly hope to control or understand. You can shuffle them like cards, can you? You can shuffle them however you want. Uh, not precious. Not precious at all. Okay. So you're bringing your energy into it. And... I'm gonna take a deep breath. Just thinking about this moment. Or... Okay. Here we go. All right. Before we draw, I'll invite you to mention or bring up like what is it you're hoping to explore with the reading today maybe some enlightenment on <laughs> whether i should listen to my gut or not mm. Mm. <laughs> i always have but with like one foot in one foot out okay you know mm. i've always been safe mm. maybe it's time to figure out if i should <laughs> remain safe mm. Mm. In a specific area, or you just mean generally? Generally, life? yeah. Generally, okay. family, career, friends. Okay. I hate the words career, by the way. Yeah. I don't think I have a career. I mm. just have like a path of like projects I've worked on. Yeah. And yeah. projects I will work on. Yeah. The word career is too uh, corporate. It is very corporate, isn't it? Right. Yeah. How can you have a career as an artist? It's not a career. It's yeah. it's life. Yeah. Yeah. So we're gonna fan out the cards. Okay. And so what I'll invite you to do is. We'll do a spread that we use for five and nine okay. called the seed, the root, and the garden. Mm-hmm. The seed is what's been planted. Mm-hmm. The root is what's growing. Mm-hmm. And the garden are the conditions that you need to allow these things to grow. Nice. And so it's a vertical spread. And so what I'll do is invite you to draw a seed, a root, and a garden. Oh, okay. And you can place them face down. Yeah. We'll put the deck away and then we'll have a conversation. So the seed. The root. The root. And the garden. And the garden. Great. Okay, I'll put the deck away. Slide the cards over. Okay. Just so our listeners know, the tarot cards are beautiful art pieces. <laughs> and they are being displayed in Wadi Ram. Yes, they are. <laughs> yes. Designed by M.I. Flair. Um, nice. Season three guest. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. All right. 
So let's take a look at the first two cards. And so what we'll do is uh, ask you to yeah, turn them over. And as you turn them over, um, if you could read them and then describe them and uh, what you see. And so the have, wheel. So for the seed, we have the wheel. Whoa, the wheel looks like Wadi Ram. Oh, it does. <laughs> it looks like Wadi Ram and like the, just the moon. You're right. Moon rise or moon shifting. Yes. This is a Wadi Ram card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Empress. On the root is the Empress. The Empress. The Empress looks like a lizard. <laughs> it does, huh? And yeah. then a face, actually. And a face, yeah. There's a face in there. Yeah. I keep seeing the moon, by the way. You do? Yeah. 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 And then the garden. Ooh, the star. The star. That's a pretty card. <laughs> oh, that, that looks like space. It does, yeah. And bubbles. And bubbles. It's beautiful. And mountains. mountains. And a crack. Yeah. Oh, that could be water. And you're right that the wheel and the star especially kind of look like Wadi Rum. Mm. Yeah. And the mountains. Yeah. And the, yeah. the kind of rays coming out. Yeah. And then the Empress is, there's water and waves. And I think one thing that we've been talking about here is how Wadi Rum as a desert used to be underwater. Exactly. Which, and you see, you see it in the rocks. Rock formations. And, yeah. 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 You can see it. And it's so interesting. And so kind of looking at this, I think the seed here, um, the wheel, you're thinking about whether to trust your gut. The wheel here is in some tarot cards, it's called the wheel of fortune. Mm. The endless rotation of things being good, things being bad. Oh. Yep. Things being great, things being not so great. And I feel like in our conversation, that's exactly what we've talked about. Mm -hmm. Kind of the, the joys and sorrows mm -hmm. of life that... COVID was a time of a lot of suffering, but also a time of insight, mm -hmm. a lot of nature, but also a lot of isolation. Yep. And one thing that struck me about the way you talk about it is that you've made peace with that. You've become comfortable mm. with not knowing, yep. with discomfort, you said. Mm -hmm. And the wheel is kind of a reminder of that, that life is like this, like this moon that rotates over the mountains, sometimes bright, sometimes dark, sometimes halfway. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's not even there. Yeah. Either way. Like the desert you describe, it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. And so that's a seed there. That's a seed that I've seen in our conversation. Wow. As someone who is comfortable with those changes, mm. there was this time when you ran away from that discomfort. Mm. But over the past three years, the seed that's been planted is Hannah being comfortable with the way the wheel turns and turns. Acceptance. Acceptance, yeah. Mm. And I love the root. I love what's growing. You describe it as a lizard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think of lizards kind of darting in and out of the desert. Yeah. yeah. Knowing when to pop out. <laughs> Knowing when to hide. When to hide. Yeah. And following the instinct. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Following, that's true. Following the gut. Yeah. And the Empress is, as a card is also an important one. It's a more relaxed energy, mm. relaxed rulership. Someone who knows that they're a leader, someone who knows that they can bring people together. Mm. You're an organizer. You're a producer, but who's comfortable with that? Mm. And so that's the root that's growing. Wow. Someone who knows how to listen mm. because they have experience. Mm. So when you talk about trusting your gut, part of what makes the gut powerful is that you have lived experience mm. that you can draw from. Yep. And so leaning into that, exploring that, exploring what it means to really embody that energy of the leader. Mm. and what that looks like for you mm. with greater ease do you think it's all it's only experience and not do you believe in intuition absolutely mm. absolutely and i think intuition gets sharper 
Oh, okay. Yeah. With age. Yeah, 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 yeah. As we grow. Yeah. And I think that's what this card is saying. Mm. It's that you've been through this past three years. Yeah. A lot of development of wisdom, mm. of learning, of understanding. That when we say trust your gut, it also means trust that you've gained wisdom. Mm. Yep. I like that. So it's a beautiful pairing here, I think. Mm. Is that the seed is born in uncertainty. Mm-hmm. And the root, the thing that's taking root, is someone who knows how to ride those waves. Because life is like that. Yeah. Just like, uh, you know, someone... Cruising. Sh- cruising. The waves when you're driving <laughs> in the desert. <laughs> Remember. Oh, and uh, what, what was it? Sand surfing. Yeah, sand surfing. Which we're going to do tonight. We're going to do tonight. Oh, excellent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So this combination, I think, is really important for you. Mm. As you're thinking about what the gut means mm. at this stage in your life, in your career. Yeah. Sorry, in your, not in your career. Life. In your life. Just life. In your life, yeah. exactly. Everything within my life. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. And so the garden here, and I think one thing I need to point out is that these are all what we call in Tara the major arcana. Okay. Major arcana are the big archetypal mm-hmm. forces. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people would draw minor arcana and they look like playing cards. They'd, mm. they'd be like the four of cups or the two of swords. Oh. You didn't have any of that. You have the big archetypal cards. Uh, the three of them? Yeah. The, the wheel, the empress, the star. Whoa. Which means that there are big things shaping you right now. Mm. Big forces, big shifts in who you are, what you value, mm-hmm. and your identity. And so I love that the star here is the garden. And it's actually a question for you, because you've spent so much time in Wadi Rum. Mm. You've spent so much time in Petra. You've been on this trip. What do you feel when you look at the stars? How tiny we are, how tiny and insignificant we are mm. compared to what we live on. Yeah. I sometimes feel fear and I sometimes feel comfort. Most of the most of the time it's comfort. Mm. I feel more comfortable looking up, which I haven't been doing often by the way, mm. than just whatever is like on my eye level. Mm. You know, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Like last night. I looked up and I was like, oh my God, like, this is so relaxing, just looking into the stars and yeah, it's a, it has a, a calming effect on me. Yeah. 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 Why do you think that is? I think it's a reminder. It's a reminder that, again, we are so insignificant that anything anyone says is pretty much useless at this point, because if we're harming where we live this much then i mean there's no hope for us humans right. you know yeah i love animals mm. i love stars and i love the planet <laughs> those are three main things <laughs> in my life mm. and when i see anything being harmed it gets to me mm. like we just saw a camel with a guy on it yes and i was like ah no just let them be free <laughs> you know yeah. So yeah, the stars calm me down. Yeah. And I think that's the message here. Mm. You're saying it yourself. Like so much of your life, as you described it before COVID, was go, go, go. Mm-mm-mm. Looking at what's next. Yeah. And the star in the garden position is an invitation that in order to cultivate the empress, the person who can ride the wheel, to remember to look up. Yeah. And look up literally, mm. but also metaphorically. Yeah. Remembering the big picture. Mm. Remembering that mystery that sense of both smallness and bigness mm. that I think so many of us feel when we're looking up at the stars. Mm. And so how can you hold on to that 
feeling, that emotion, that remembrance. I'm going to tattoo it on my arm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally going to tattoo. Look up. But if you were, like, I want to ask you, before coming to Adiram, when was the last time you looked up at the, at the sky? Oh, sorry. It's been a while. And that's a thing. It's been a while, yeah. And there's something about being here in this desert and in other deserts I've been to. Mm. The sky feels so much more important, both during the day and then at night. Of course. I'm always scanning the sky. Of course. Where's the sun? Where's the shade? Are there clouds coming in? Is, is it a clear night? It's a clear night. Is the moon out? Is the moon out? Yeah. What do the stars look like? Which stars are out? Yeah. Can I see the Milky Way? Yeah. I'm looking up constantly. Yeah. And and I think that's what draws people here, mm. especially from the city. Definitely. Because it helps us connect. Right? Mm. The sky is always shifting, changing, just like what we see in the wheel illustration. Mm. And being okay with that, being at peace with that. Yeah. I think someone here said, that the Bedouins know where the shade is. Yeah. And the shade is always changing. Yeah. And so that's how I imagine you, trusting your gut. Yeah. Following the shade, knowing where things are going. Yeah. Adapting quickly. And then when sun comes out, when when sun goes down and the stars come out, it's taking that pause and... Look up. Looking up, remembering that big picture. Yeah. And I think that's what's going to allow the empress in you to grow, to flourish. Oh, wow. To trust that, that gut, that intuition. That part of you, that part of that voice that sometimes you're scared to listen to. Mm. But in so many ways, I think what I'm hearing is the past three years have really allowed you to listen more. Yeah, it brings me comfort, actually. Yeah, it just brings me comfort and validation. Hmm. <laughs> follow the gut, follow your instincts, yeah, follow how it makes you feel. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think that's such an important thing is the feeling. Mm feeling part of decision making mm-hmm. i think we often want to think of it as like pro cons lists yeah. plus, pluses and minuses yeah but so much of growing into a type of person who can listen to the stars with, yeah. yeah yeah listen like to the that. stars listen to the gut it's knowing that the feelings are also a part of this mm. you've had enough life experience you've had enough of these journeys mm. these ups and downs that no matter what comes be ready for it yeah and energy energy gives you signs that's right energies around you the people the place you're in just uh, yeah sense the energy that's right and follow through go with it yeah Five and Nine is an independent podcast at the crossroads of magic, work, and economic justice. It's co-founded by Darcy Santos, Xiaowei Wang, and me, Anna A.X. Mina. This special season is co-presented with one of many studio, an experienced design and consulting studio connecting people with what it means to be a future ancestor. And most of it was recorded and produced on location in Jordan during a one of many artist residency. The music was recorded live and performed by Hashem bin Mawaiti. If you enjoyed this show, consider leaving us a review or becoming a paid subscriber. Find us at thisis5and9.com, on Apple, Spotify, Google, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening, and we wish you comfort and ease in these difficult times. Remember to breathe deeply, drink plenty of water, and take a moment of rest wherever and whenever you can.